0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome back to The Commons. I'm your host, Brian Phillips. We're here to have another conversation about school life and leadership. In this short episode, I want to offer some thoughts specifically for school leaders, whether you are a headmaster or a dean, or the head of a homeschool co-op, I have some thoughts that I, that I want to leave with you to reflect upon. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I had a conversation with Jennifer Dow about understanding homeschool co-ops. It was a wonderful conversation. She was extremely helpful in helping us understand both the the nature of a homeschool co-op and the different types and what it takes to actually start and lead a homeschool co-op and so sort of piggybacking on that conversation i want to leave some thoughts with school leaders in general about um the the spiritual aspect if you will the spiritual nature of leading a community of learners in his rule saint benedict advises abbots the the head of a monastery to seek counsel from the monks under his charge whenever important decisions have to be made, he says in chapter three, section one. As often as anything important is to be done in the monastery, the abbot should call the whole community together and himself explain what the business is. And after hearing the advice of the brothers, let him ponder it and follow what he judges the wiser course. End quote. Now I have a commentary. Uh, well, I guess it's a commentary. Uh, it's it's sort of a um, almost like a day by day. Uh, I don't know if I want to use the word devotional, but maybe that's what it is that guides you through the rule of Saint Benedict. Uh, it was written by Terence Cardong, a Benedictine monk who wrote about this particular section. He said the word important that is referring to the important decisions, the word important could also be applied to the whole process for such discussions are crucial for the well-being of a community, end quote. Uh, In other words, I think Cardong is saying that uh, any decision that's going to affect the whole of the community, you you should get as much input as you can without being counterproductive but get input from those that are going to be affected by it. And while the abbot was the only one who could convene such a meeting, the final decision rested with him, of course. Cardon goes on to note that the abbot should never neglect to get community input just because he thinks he can expedite things without it. it. It seems in general here what's being stated is that you should never make a decision until you consider the impact of that decision on everyone affected by it, on everyone in the community. Now, it's a truth universally acknowledged that where there are two or three gathered, there will be complaining in the midst, at least eventually. This is true of churches, it's true of schools, it's true of families, it's true of workplaces, it's true of neighborhoods. And if it's true of human society in general, it is all the more so in communities where counsel is not sought after all, voices are raised when they want to be heard, right? And when they sense they're not being heard, the voices are raised even louder. Of course, um, counsel should be offered in humility. So if you are not in a leadership position and your input is requested, offered in humility. And St. Benedict makes that very clear in the same chapter, um, chapter 3, section 4, of his rule says the brothers for their part are to express their opinions with all humility and not to presume to defend their own views obstinately. In other words, give your input, but be willing to consider the input of others as well. Don't be obstinate. It reminds me of Trumpkin, right? Who, when asked for his advice in, I believe it was Prince Caspian at one point said, you've asked my advice I've given it, and now's the time for orders. Uh, That's not a direct quote, but it'll do, I guess. Um, It's an unwise leader who doesn't seek the counsel of those who are going to be affected by his decisions. Now, how does that connect with headmasters? Well, it's, it's obvious. I don't mean in any way to say that headmasters and monastery abbots are identical, but there are certainly similarities. As an abbot serves as the father to the monks, the father, monk, abbot, abba, right? So a headmaster serves as the head teacher to his faculty and to the school community. Both the abbot and the headmaster are responsible for the community they oversee. They're responsible for its peace. They're responsible for its training. They're responsible to uphold the rule of the community, correcting it with with wisdom when someone strays or when something threatens the good of that community headmasters and abbots both are responsible to train others to walk by the rule of that community but the abbot and the headmaster are mentors they're guides uh, to those under them so while there are certainly differences that exist between the offices headmasters would do very well to heed the advice that benedict is is giving here and for you headmasters Deans, co op leaders, uh, even homeschooling parents, I would really recommend that you read the Rule of St. Benedict for a lot of reasons. Uh, And so I want to leave you, school leaders, whatever your specific context, with a few thoughts, further thoughts from St. Benedict's rule. And I'm going to consolidate my selections here just to the second chapter. If you haven't read the Rule of St. Benedict, it's actually a very, very short work even though there are, uh, I believe, 73 chapters. The chapters are normally about a page or two uh, in length. But I I want to take the liberty of inserting applicable terms here for headmasters and school leaders. So listen to these quotes that, as I said, I'm adjusting for school leaders. First, to be worthy of the task of governing a monastery or school the abbot, her headmaster, must always remember what his title signifies and act as a superior should. That's sort of a convicting one, isn't it? Uh, There are tendencies among all of mankind to want the title, but not necessarily embrace the responsibility the title brings, right? But remember what that title signifies. Here's a second quote. Furthermore, anyone who receives the name of abbot or headmaster is to lead his disciples, um, say teachers or community, by a twofold teaching. He must point out to them all that is good and holy, more by example than by words, end quote. A third one, the abbots or headmasters should avoid all favoritism in the monastery or school, and therefore the abbot or headmaster is to show equal love to everyone and apply the same discipline to all according to their merits. That's particularly tough for teachers too, isn't it? To remember to be just as consistent in your correction and and discipline and classroom management, even with the students who rarely cause trouble, right? But that's a very good bit of counsel. Uh, Number four, He must vary with circumstances, threatening and coaxing by turns, stern as a taskmaster, devoted and tender as only a father can be. Have to have that balance, right? And then finally, number five, above all, he must not show too great concern for the fleeting and temporal things of this world, neglecting or treating lightly the welfare of those entrusted to him. Rather, he should keep in mind that he has undertaken the care of souls for whom he must give an account. Wonderful words of wisdom from St. Benedict's Rule. I commend the whole work to you. I think it's a, a wonderful guide for really any community. Of course, some of the specifics may not apply to every context and to every community, but the principles do. And so um, if you're looking for yet another book recommendation from us at Circe, let me throw that one out there if you haven't read it before, The Rule of St. Benedict. And if you've read it, read it again because it's one of those works of wisdom literature that rewards you with every every visit. Well, uh, I'm your host, Brian Phillips. Thank you for tuning in for this very short episode. Until next time, Godspeed and keep up the good work. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.